We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross, St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 321 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler. Joe, my main guy, as always, here. Here, how we doing? Doing great, man. Excited to uh, cover the Bears and talk about this divisional matchup. Yep, no Malcolm with us today, but as Peter mentioned, we are going to talk about the Chicago Bears and previewing them. The 7-2 and two Lions that look to improve to 8-3, and three, and you know, now you got a span right now where you got back-to-back division games in a short week coming up with this game on Sunday, and then you got the short week Thursday on Thanksgiving against the Packers. Then you get a little mini bye week, and then you get to play the Saints on the road. So big two games at home coming up for the Lions. Um, just very quickly, what are you expecting these next two games for the Lions? Um, I'll say this. So they've had three games, and that's going to be three games into this week within 11 days, which is hard on the body. Um, so I think they're going to be more cautious with injuries. Like if a guy is hurt, maybe he could play if it's a full week. But if it's less than full week, maybe you sit him out just to be safe because you want to have your guys ready for the playoffs. And then um, what am I expecting? I'm expecting wins, Tyler. The Bears and Packers look like nothing against them. I don't think they're good teams. I'm expecting wins. These games are more critical than I think people are putting them into, like at least these next two, because – not only are you, you know, I'm not really too concerned about the the division right now. I know the Vikings are, are creep right there. They're a game and a half behind, but I'm not worried about that. I was looking at tiebreakers on how it works in the NFL of seeding wise. And, you know, if, if you have the same record, let's say with the Philadelphia Eagles, or the San Francisco 49ers, it's going to come down to division wins to determine the seeding. So these division games, these next two games are very, very critical for potential seeding wise when we get closer to the playoffs. So these are two very, very important games. I did not know that. I thought it was strength of schedule. That's the third. That's the third. Oh, uh, so the first tiebreaker. one, the first, like the first one be division wins. 
Yes, yes. That I is did the, not know that. So division wins are very, very critical in the tiebreaker. So let's say Lions and Eagles are both first place, but the Lions lost one game in their division. Eagles lost two games. Lions would get the first place. Right. So I'll take that back. The first thing is actually if you played each other, but we haven't played that. We're not going to play the Eagles. Well, yeah, 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 sure. yeah, so yeah. like if we were in a tiebreak with Seattle because we lost them, they would technically have that. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, that happened last year. Basically. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. So like that's the first thing. So, But we're not playing the Niners. We're not playing the Eagles this year, so we don't have to worry about that. So it's going to come down to division wins, uh, potential tiebreakers. So these are two very big games for the for the Lions. I did not know that, man. That this is huge, actually. This is huge. Yeah, division games are very, very critical for seeding wise. Regardless, it's your division. You always want to be your division. These are your rivals. You, they know everything about you. You know everything about them. There's right. no secret between these two teams. They, these teams literally, what they do is they base their off season basically on you. Like they know each other really well, both sides. I know you remember that video when this was like, I think around training camp when the Lions put, they asked their players, like, what games are you looking forward to? And obviously, a lot of them said the cheese game because that was week one. That's prime time. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember Cam Sutton. He grabbed three, three of those sticks and goes, division games, division games. Those are the ones I'm really looking forward to. That's the, that's the games that really, really matter. And um, the Lions have already had one of them early on in the year versus the Packers took care of business. And now he got, yeah. he got some coming up now to this in the span of one week. So two very, very big games for the Lions. Yeah, they're, they're critical games as well. Yep. Um, I want to talk about some, you know, it could be considered big news to a certain extent. The, yeah. the Lions signed a pass rusher that, like, has a name that has over 50 sacks in his career. So, like, I, I think it's worth mentioning. It's not to the active roster right now. It's on the practice squad. But the Lions signed veteran pass rusher Bruce Irvin to the practice squad. Yeah. Now, I think in 2016, like, we would be electric right now. Or 2050 would be electric now hearing that name. Sure. But it's 2023 and you're signing Bruce Irvin. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Just, like, kind of just thinking about He's not the same player as a few years ago, but he brings that veteran leadership. He has playoff experience. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, he could teach maybe a guy like Hutchinson some moves or Pasco, those young guys. He could show them the ropes, just show them how to prepare for games. You know what I mean? Maybe show them some moves. Um, also, Tyler, this is a practice squad signing. If it doesn't work out, have a good day. You, you could cut him. You know what I mean? Like you're not, it's not like you're paying this guy guaranteed money or whatever. It's a practice squad signing. You could easily move on if it doesn't work out. Yeah. I mean, there is zero risk to attach to, honestly. I, I would even say high or high reward, like low risk, high reward. I would say zero risk, somewhat reward is is, is the word I'm going to go towards. Because like you mentioned, the guy does have experience. Um, he's already immediately, I think, the, the oldest guy, not even close. He's four years older than the second oldest guy on this team right now, which is which is kind of nuts. I think it's Alex Anzalone or it's either Decker or Anzalone. I forgot which one. I think it's Anzalone. I think it's Decker. No, Anzalone's younger. I think it's Decker. Is it Decker? Okay. It's one of those guys. I know that. I think it's five. I think Decker is 31. If I'm not mistaken, I gotta I gotta make sure first. I don't I want to like just put out stuff out there. But yeah, he's 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 the oldest guy on the on the roster right now. And it's like not even really, really remotely close, honestly. No, Decker's not the oldest. Decker is thirty. I'm not gonna look who's the oldest. I don't really care about that right now. Okay, but regardless, we don't yeah. have any guys over thirty years old on this on this. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> so right. now you got a guy who's thirty six years old. He's actually older than our linebackers coach Calvin Shepard. And I think you told me this that they were high school teammates, and Shepard was actually one of the 
one of the reasons of bringing in Bruce Irvin to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were high school teammates. Actually, Shep is a year younger. So Shep is 35 and Irvin is 36. Um, Irv also said when he was younger, uh, he watched, um, damn it, what's the quarterback's? Mark, Mark now He watched Mark Brunel. He said when he saw me, he was starstruck. I was like, all right, yeah, sure you were. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, this guy has played against some really good quarterbacks. Um, I think he had three and a half sacks last year. So he's, he's like a rotational guy, leadership, you know, playoff experience I, I don't mind it like i if, if it doesn't work out cut if it works out hey you you got him for nothing yeah i mean yeah he did have three and a half sacks last year with the seahawks played in 11 games started in 10 of them which is just pretty impressive for a 35 year old edge rusher i mean the numbers are not spectacular by any means he played for chicago the year previous like he, he's bounced around a couple teams but I mean, a guy like you, like you said, he has playoff experience. I like. I don't know what to really expect, though. Honestly, like, I'm not really expecting much out of him. I, Dan Campbell already said, like, he's in shape, but he's not in football shape yet. So, like, I don't expect him to play this Sunday versus the Bears. Um, I don't even know if I really expect him to play Thursday versus the Packers. Like, that could be his potential debut, but maybe you get him for that Saints game. Maybe like after that mini bye week, I could see that probably, potentially being his debut. Yeah, we'll see because he gets some extra time to kind of like really get used to this defense and like what they're running here. But like they needed to address the pass rush. I mean, the deadline's already gone and passed. There's not really much out there. Like you're not going to get really much in middle of November as far as anything, honestly, but essentially, especially pass rush or offensive line or quarterback play, like you're not going to really get like big time playmakers at that position at this time of year. Um, But I I think Brad Holmes and the staff like realize that like, you know, the, the pass rush has been good, but it's been inconsistent. Like, th- there has been some inconsistencies to this pass rush, and, like, they needed to address the position somehow. And, you know, I, I guess this is right now their solution of trying to figure that out. I, I, I give them kudos for trying to figure it out and, like, not just, you know, dealing it with what you have in the house, like trying to bring something else outside and seeing if it works. So, I mean – We'll see what happens. They definitely need to address the pass rush and get some guys in here. And, you know, they're, they're trying right now with bringing a, a veteran Bruce Irvin here. Tyler, another signing that I like that I want to bring up too is actually they signed a guard, Michael Schofield, former Michigan. <laughs> That's a great, great show, by the way. Great I love show. that show. Um, no, nah, but uh, he actually played at Michigan in college. Right now he's 33 years old. But last year he had a solid year. So he played 262 snaps at left at right guard. 153 at left guard. He allowed eight pressures, uh, one sack, and two penalties played in 418 snaps. So not bad, you know? Like, he's a guy where, like, you kind of call his name. If you need it, he could kind of play. Not not bad. I actually like that signing. And they needed some help, too. We didn't even mention that Vitae is now going on IR, and it looks like that his season's most likely probably over, uh, according to Campbell. So it's probably highly unlikely that he'll return. Um, same back injury that he dealt with last year, and it's just flaring up again right now. And it sucks for him, man, because he, yeah, he's he's a really good guy. And even when he was playing early on in the year, he was playing really, really good football. Like, he was arguably the best lines offensive lineman, even in this stacked room. Like, he, he was falling. He was playing some really, really good football. So it really does suck for him that he's gone. So they needed some depth there in the offensive line. But that Graham Glasgow signing, man, it's looking – like it's paying dividends every single day, like even more and more now. Like that was a very, very critical signing. He's balling out right now, and he's stepping into that right guard spot, playing phenomenal football. 
Um, you got Colby Sorsta, who you drafted, who stepped in uh, in that Raiders game, played good football. And now you can edit a veteran, Michael Schofield, which this team just kind of just really needed. Like they needed more veterans to their football team. And it seems like they did that this week with adding guys like Bruce Irvin, Michael Schofield. So, you know, they're, they're trying new things, which I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, Tyler, the oldest guy on the roster, I think, is Graham Glasgow at 31. But yeah. Outside of Bruce. Irvin. Outside of Bruce. Well, Bruce, yeah. Outside of Bruce. Yeah, I believe it's, it's Glasgow. So. That would make sense. Him and Decker were the same draft class. So so now it's actually Irvin, and then it's uh, uh, Schofield, and then Glasgow. Oh, Schofield's older, too. Yeah, he was drafted in 33. He was drafted in 14. 14, yeah. Man, we're getting old, bro. Got a lot of Big Ten guys in that in that offensive line room. We got Glasgow, Decker, Schofield yeah. now. Yeah, got pretty some, cool. And got some Jonah. Shot. Jonah, yeah, I'd even think about Jonah, OSU guy too. He got some gritty guys in there, some Big Ten football guys. Yeah, you know that's a, that's a good position when you're taking Big Ten. Fo- like if you're gonna take anything from the Big Ten, it's usually those like gritty positions, like defensive linemen, O line, corners, yeah, maybe a middle linebacker or something like that. Like that, that's usually the positions you're you're attacking when right. when, you're, when you're scouting the Big Ten players. But there you go, Bruce Irvin a line, Michael Schofield line, Vitae season probably over, unfortunate. Let's get into the injury report now for both these teams. Let's start off. What do you want to start off with? The Bears and the Lions. Uh, we start off with the Bears. Okay. What do you got? All right. We got uh, fullback Kari Blessing game. I think his name He's had a concussion, full practice. Uh, offensive lineman Nate Davis with the ankle was full. Jermaine Edmonds with a knee did not practice. Justin Fields' right thumb was full, and he's expected to play pretty in Rappaport. Um, Dante Formo, the ankle was limited. Khalil Herber, who they just designated to return from IR, he has a 21 day window. He he was limited with an ankle, an, ankle and shin. Jack Sanborn, their linebacker with the ankle was limited. And then Terrell Smith, their defensive back with an illness, was a full participant. So the Bears are pretty healthy. Yeah, they're for not the most part. Yeah, now. yeah. So going to the Lions report, uh, you have Isaiah Bugs dealing with an illness. He was a uh, no practice on Wednesday. Guard Jonah Jackson back on the injury report with a wrist and ankle injury now. He was a no participant on Wednesday. Safety Ify Malafanu dealing with a hand injury. He was limited. Defensive lineman Levi Anzarike is still dealing with that hip. He was limited. Wide receiver Kali Freeman dealing with an ankle. He was limited. And then we had a couple foals. We have DPJ, which is good news because he missed last game and was limited all week. So he was a full participant on Wednesday. And center Frank Ragnow was a full participant. So we might begin that DPJ debut this Sunday versus the Bears. Yeah, I think we will. It's going to be cool, though. He's going to be coming back with the Lions, playing his first game with the Lions is, is home. You know, he's from Detroit. I'm sure he'll have a lot of family and friends. That, that's a pretty cool story for him. I mean, he played football right down the street at Cass Tech. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I park sometimes in that area, like on Cass. I park there when I go to the game sometimes. Yeah, he was literally right down the street. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be a cool story for sure. And. Yeah, there'll, there'll definitely be a lot of family for him, I expect. So, um, pretty healthy on the lines, and it kind of sucks to see Jonah back on the sport, especially with a different injury. But we'll see as the week goes on as to see how severe that injury really is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about this Lions offense versus this Bears defense. So the Bears defense, they acquired a, a pretty big name that I don't think many people expected them to go after the deadline. And some people wanted him to be a Lion. I was kind of one of them that was intrigued by this player, Montez Sweat. Um, looking at this Bears defense, what, what are what are your intrigues? What are your what, what's something the Lions could attack here? So typically, we always talk about guys you circle, and I think there's two guys you circle on this defense. Jalen Johnson, obviously one of the best corners in the league, um, top 10 in my opinion. Closer to 10 than, than one, though, but he's he's a pretty good corner. And then you got Montez Sweat, you know, who gets a lot of pressures, not as many sacks. But he's he's played well for them the past couple weeks. He's provided them some juice. I mean, I, I haven't really seen which O-lines they've played and stuff. They played Carolina, uh, and they played the Saints. Or, no, they played someone in between that. Sorry. Um check right now actually sorry carolina does not have a good old line so carolina we destroyed them uh they beat them though it was a close game disgusting it was a saint sorry it was a saints yeah they lost to them by and the saints also they moved their left tackle they drafted cigar and they put andreas peter yeah it's not um so they haven't really faced an offense line like detroit detroit like one of my concerns last week we talked about this with mac Tooley, and bosa and the golf wasn't even touched I, i don't even think he was touched so I'm not really worried about Sweat, but that's a guy you kind of just circle and you got to know where he's at. Yeah, and just looking at like just numbers right now for the Bears and what they do well on defense, which I thought was a little surprising just kind of looking at the room, but it also kind of factors into, I would say, their opponents that they played in and they maybe haven't faced a unit like this. But the running defense is ranked number two in the whole NFL, and they're only averaging 76 yards a game right now, which is still very, very impressive at this point of the year. Like, I know they haven't played an offensive line like the Lions, but, I mean, they still have some good units. Like, Alvin Kamara's been running the ball very, very well. Austin Eckler did nothing against them as far as running the ball. 
Um, they stopped the Raiders completely. They did a very good job with the Vikings. They did a great job with the Commanders. Yeah. Like, they did a very, very good job at stopping the run at, at, at teams that, like, like to actually run the ball. And Lions have one of the better running offenses in the league. They're ranked fourth. They average 139 yards a game running the ball. So, like, that's going to be a very good matchup because – to see how how real or fraudulent this Bears run defense really is because, you know, the Lions run game, you know, they played the Chargers last week who were ranked the sixth best run game in the NFL, and the Lions did not make it look like that at all. Like, the Lions completely dominated them as far as running the ball. So I want to see this week with the Bears, like, they're only giving it 76 yards per on average per game as far as running back. So let's see if the Lions can run the ball against this unit. So I was looking also at their DVOA numbers, which I kind of like a little more than the NFL rankings because they factor in everything. Mm-hmm. So I would the Bears are actually sixth in run defense DVOA, which kind of which which you said they've played really well, but they've given up the second um most passing or I'm sorry, they gave up where's where's my notes here? Shit. They gave up the set third most passing yards to the NFL with 2,482. Yeah. That secondary, Tyreek Stevenson. Jalen Johnson's like the only guy. Tyree Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, the second-year player. Um, Kyler Gordon's been okay for them, but I don't think they've seen a passing offense like Detroit's recently. And, like, they're doing a good job as far as stopping running running the game, like as far as, like, when they're running the game or, like, running the ball. Right. But, like, they're not doing a great job with the running backs in general. Like, Austin Eckler, when they played um, in the passing game, Austin Eckler was the leading receiver with seven catches, 94 yards, averaging 13.4 per reception. Mm-hmm. And then when he played the Saints, they did a good job at stopping Kamara as far as running the ball. But as far as in the passing game, Alvin Kamara, uh, right here, he was the second leading reception with four catches, 44 yards, was averaging 11 yards per catch. So, like, they're doing a good job as far as stopping the run. So, like, hold up. Are you telling people to start Jameer Gibbs on fantasy on Sunday? Well, if you aren't doing that already, you're you're <laughs> like you don't have a better option than Jameer Gibbs. Let's be honest. But yeah, I'm kidding. Maybe if you're placing a parlay, like yes, you could put Jameer Gibbs over like 40, 50 yards. Like I can definitely see that in this game. I mean, um, and the Lions have shown the last, especially two games, the Raiders and the Chargers, like they're willing to get Jameer Gibbs involved, not only in the running game but in the passing game as well. And I can definitely see it this week where he's he's a big focal point in the passing game. You know, you look at the Lions um, offense right now, and if you're telling the Bears, who do you circle? This is who I circle if I'm the Bears just looking at. I circle Amon Ra. I circle Gibbs and Monty. Monty has been really good when when he's healthy. Um, Forget the O-line. We already know the O-line's elite. I'm talking about, like, skill position. And Sam Laporta, right? Would you agree with that? Maybe Raymond and Reynolds, like, they're good players, but are they guys necessarily you circle? Yeah. I don't know. Are you already circling Laporta? You already there? Laporta, Gibbs. Yeah, I'm there. Bro, if yeah. you look at his stats. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a dog. I mean, last week, they needed a play on fourth down. He They called his number. Right. So, I think you circle those three guys if you're the Bears or four guys. Four guys. I mean, that's, that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Especially as far as, like, getting pressure on the quarterback like it's going to be tough for them i think as far as getting pressure on this offensive line i mean last week in the last two games honestly golf has been sitting pretty pretty back there and they've played some very good passers like you mentioned they played bosa they played khalil mack like and and they did a very good job with them even two weeks ago played max crosby who is arguably the best pass rusher in the nfl right now i thought they did a very good job with them like yeah did he win some battles obviously he's gonna win some battles he's max crosby 
But yeah. like for the most part, they kept off pretty clean in that game. And for the most part, all year, I would say outside of Baltimore, golf has been clean all game. And, you know, we talked about on their defense, like they have Montez Sweat and he's made an impact to their defense for sure. And they made the extension with him already. Like he's going to be a good player for them, but it's tough when he's the only guy that's like a true impact player. And, and it's kind of the same issue that Detroit has right now with their pass rush. Like yeah. Aiden Hutchinson's a, a true playmaker. He's a guy you circle kind of like Montez Sweat. And I think you make the argument that Hutchinson's a better player, but like my, my argument's still there. Like it's two two very good players, but when you're pairing him with guys that are like, you know, mm, average good, it's it's tough for one guy to make that much of an impact, especially when you're playing a top offensive line. So, um, I I, I think Montes Wood's a phenomenal player. It's just it's tough to generate pressure when you're the only guy there, in my opinion. Like that's the true guy you really circle. They do have Yannick and Gakoy. I mean, he's been okay. I don't even know if he's been okay, but it's like the Lions, dude. Like they he have has a, twenty-seven they have pressures, and PFF has him with three sacks. They don't count half sacks, so um, yeah. I, I don't know. His actually grade is one hundred two out of one hundred five with edge rushers. Yannick's grade. <laughs> so now, if we kind of switch to their pads, even we talked about a little about their run defense and their D line. Um, you got Jalen Johnson. After that. Tyreek Stevenson, these linebackers, I mean, they're solid. TJ Edwards having a really good year. Sanborn's okay. But you look at Tyreek Stevenson, Tyler. He's been targeted 70 times, allowed 52 receptions, which is first in the NFL. And he has a pass rating of 124.4 when targeted. He is one of the worst corners in the league this year. He's a rookie, second-round pick out of Miami, Florida. And then their nickel right now is uh, Kyler Gordon. I believe he just came back from an injury, if I'm not mistaken. Recently, he's allowing a 101.3 pass rating, targeted 28 times, allowing 21 receptions. I like the Lions, Amon Ra, Laporta, whoever you put in the slot against this guy. Stevenson, forget about it. I put Jamo and just burn him. See if Jamo could burn him. We talked about it last week because we played a similar pass defense, which was, I mean, the Chargers were arguably worse than the Bears, honestly. They were the worst pass defense in the league. Uh, they're both pretty bad. Ranking-wise. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's like kind of comparing a garbage can to a recycling bin. Like, <laughs> the, the, there's just not much there to really, like, take out of there and saying, like, it's much good. Like, because, like, oh, yeah, they're better. But, like, how much better are you? Like, you're still one of the worst passing defense in the league. And we saw the Lions were very, very comfortable with just sitting back and passing the ball. Like, they, they could run the ball versus the Chargers, too. And yeah, I, even I know the Bears are good at stopping the run. They're number two in the league, and I'm not discrediting that. For sure. They're still going to be balanced on offense this week, and they're still going to get David Montgomery. They're still going to get Jameer Gibbs involved in this running game. And I know David Montgomery is ready to go for this game. This is his first time playing his former team. He has his game circled. He's had it circled since, since he signed with the Lions. 100%. But, like, the Lions last week versus the Chargers – passing game was phenomenal and they got everyone involved like i'm in ross and brown was phenomenal and you're looking at the matchup potentially this week against kyler gordon like you mentioned not having a, a great year like you know i'm looking his chops this game they're at ford field they're at home this is a game they look forward to man um i i expect the passing offense to have a big game and i i, I really do think the Lions just have the number on the bears right now like they're definitely a more improved team than they were last year for sure i, I, I will definitely give them that they're a more improved team than they were last year but there's still lots of holes, and I still think there's a big difference when you compare these two teams. When just looking at the paper, man, I I know you throw it all away because it's a division game, they're gritty. But I think when you just look at the talent on both sides for these teams, I don't see why the Lions can't do whatever they want this week on offense. 
I'm with you because last week we kind of said the Chargers are going to be a little tough to run on. They've had a good run defense, but then the Lions were like, you know what, strength on strength and our strength beat their strength, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like same with this week. Um, You know, they have Andrew Billings, who's a big boy. They got um, who Justin they Jones. Got? Justin Jones, who's also a big guy. Um, And they also have uh, Walker, Demarcus Walker. Yeah. So – they they got they got some beef up there. Their linebackers are good against the run, but again, um, this O line is just. I mean, Sua last week played against I think Joey Bosa, the majority or Nick, right? Nick Bosa, Joey's his brother. Nick Bosa, he didn't allow a single pressure. Other way around, we did play Joey Bosa. Joey, all right. <laughs> Joey's the Chargers. Joey, the Niners. My bad. Whatever. I mean, they're both really good pass rushers. Yes. Either way, uh, Sewell didn't allow a single pressure, a single sag, nothing. He was phenomenal. And then in the running game, I saw a clip where him and Glasgow just took a guard and pushed him like 10 years down the field, and the Sewell just pancaked him after. It was like a thing of beauty. If Jonah Jackson can't go in this game, Obviously, we expect Sewer still to step in. Do you think he'll just go into left guard, or do you do a flip flop and put Graham at left and and Sewer still at right? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, we've we've seen Glasgow play both both right and left, and I think Sarzal's only pl- played the right side, right? So if I had to guess right now, if Jonah can go, I think probably Glasgow on the left and Sorzal on the right. But but I could be wrong. That's just like what they've done recently. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we hope Jonah could go. It's only Wednesday, so obviously things could change. But yeah, they could be cautious because they got a game on Thursday. They could just be kind of like, yeah, taking a light on practice. Yeah. We'll know more definitely on Friday when the designations come out, and then mm-hmm. we'll have a pregame show on Sunday, so we'll know for sure if he's in or out. But like, just looking at it right now, look, reading the room that he was a no participant, there is a possibility that he can't go, and yeah, and, and it could be Sores though. I mean, I guess it could technically be Dan Skipper as well, but I think it will be Sores though to step in. I think it's stores though. Yeah. Um, one thing too, if tomorrow he doesn't practice, I would say he's probably out. The Lions typically don't do no practice, no practice. They typically do doubtful. And then he'll probably be, if he doesn't practice at all. So we'll see. Yeah. So if he's limited tomorrow, it's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if he's out there, you're even more confident. But I think even if Sower still was counted on to play this game or start in this game, I, I still don't think you should be concerned as Lions fans against this against this defensive line. Like, like I said, they, like they're a better team. They have obviously more juice up there, especially acquiring after Monsa's sweat. But I, like even even with Sorrell, I, I still feel very comfortable just with the other four guys still being there. And and Sorrell's been fine. When, like he was good in that Raiders game. He's okay. You know, he's a rookie, so. Yeah, I mean, like it helps, dude. When you when you have if he's playing right and you have Frank Ragnow and. Panay Sewell in the middle of you, like that helps a lot. Even in that Raiders game, like he didn't have Frank. He had Graham and Panay Sewell, which is still very good. But like having yeah. Frank Ragnow and Panay Sewell is even better. When you have those guys next to you, I mean, it's yeah. So, yeah. All right. Let's talk about this Lions defense now versus Bears offense. You already talked about it early on in the show. Lions are expecting to go against Justin Fields in this game after missing about a month. Uh, Tyson Bajant was, uh, was, he was, I, you know, he got, got him a win versus the, the Raiders where he balled down his debut and on that, like gave us some moments, but I mean, I think it's clear that Justin Fields is a, a more talented quarterback than yeah, Tyson Bajant. And sure. he obviously offers more challenges for this Lions defense, but let's talk about it. Lions defense struggled mightily last week, gave up five yeah. straight touchdowns back to back to back to back to back. Now, you're not playing that Chargers offense. You're not playing Justin Herbert. 
You're not playing Keenan Allen. But right. there's some guys still here in Chicago that you have to respect. They acquired DJ Moore in the offseason. You're getting fields back into this offense. What do you expect Detroit's response on defense this week? So just before we get into that, I just want to bring up an interesting stat I saw on Pro Football Talk. So when you look at the quarterbacks in terms of like the sack rate, so Bajan was sacked on 3.4% of his dropbacks. That was ranked first in the NFL while he was playing. And Fields was sacked, Fields ranked 32nd, second worst in the NFL. He was sacked on 12.9% of his dropbacks. So what the difference between Fields and Bajan is Bajan kind of reads the Fields get through the ball fast. Justin Fields is still not processing. So the pass rush could get there this week. They, I mean, if he does that, they have to get there this week. If he's holding on to the ball too long, but when you look at the Bears, I think the the first thing that concerns me obviously is is, is the is, is their running game. If you look at their running stats, the past, they they have the second most rushing yards in the NFL with one thousand three hundred fifty one. Deontay Foreman has three hundred sixty seven yards, averaging four point three yards per carry. Roshan Johnson, the rookie out of Texas, he has 38 carries for 167, averaging 4.4 yards per carry. And then Khalil Herbert, who was injured, who's more of their explosive back, had 51 carries for 272 yards, 5.3 yards per carry. So they kind of have like a little trio going on at running back, and all guys are playing good. Yeah, Herbert's expected to be back. I mean, not for sure, but like he could be back this week. He's, like you mentioned, the injury report there. He ramped him up. He's limited, so... Um, yeah, they can be getting their – that's their main guy in that backfield is is Khalil Herbert. I mean, Foreman's been playing good football, but, yeah, Herbert, Herbert's their main guy. He's their explosive guy, so to get him back will definitely help this offense out. And the Lions know Foreman from last year. He destroyed them when he was on the panel. Right, 100%. I'm sure that's on their mind. I'm sure they've probably been talking about that this week or once they start to break down that film. But I guarantee you they're like, we got to get this guy down. He's a big back. They had trouble tackling him last year in Carolina. Are you expecting a bounce back, though, from this Lions defense? Um, yeah, uh, this is like, we talk about this every, you stop their run and, and I'm thinking they could stop their run. The lines have show they can stop their run. You make Justin Fields one dimensional, force him to throw the ball. That's when his mistakes happen when they become one dimensional. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know we give a lot of harp to Aaron Glenn for last game and it's deservedly so, but I will say, you know, he, he still has those games. Like for the most part, it's been more good than bad this year with Aaron Glenn. Like there's two really, really bad games, three really bad games, I would say, defensively. You had the Seahawks game, the Ravens game, and then last week versus the Chargers. Three really games that you probably just want to burn the tape on, especially the last two bad ones, the Ravens and the, the Chargers game. Like, those are games you really want to burn the tape I'll on. I'll say this, though, about last week. I feel like the refs kind of gifted L.A. They had some – I mean, that red zone goal line defense. Yeah, it was like – That was unreal. They 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 stopped them like six was, times, seven times? Eighth, it was the eighth time they t- took them to score. They stopped them seven times. It was eighth and goal. And there was some questionable calls on that. Let's just say that too. Um, yeah, I didn't love the camp sun pass interference in the one-yard line. I thought they got the stop. So there was that. And then they had like – In the beginning of the game, they had that pick, which kind of was the difference if, if you look at it really. That pick was kind of the difference in the game. Yeah. I, I don't know if they scored off that drive. I don't know if that was the drive they got stuffed on the one-yard line or I don't remember, or if that was the drive where Gibbs scored. But either or, I remember they got stuffed on the one-yard line one time where Jonah just yeah. forgot to block. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but you look at AG, too. Every time he's had a bad defensive performance, he bounces back the following week. For example, yes. versus Seattle, he had a bad week. The next week, he, he went crazy. 
Yeah, zero touchdowns um, versus the Falcons. Versus the Ravens, he was bad than the Raiders. I mean, they oh, they, they, did, they, they did yeah, they stopped that run. They they limited them. They forced them to pass. And then we'll see what happens this week. They're going to bounce back. I'm not really worried about the defense as much. I just feel like other guys outside of Hutchinson need to step up in terms of rushing the passer. They just have to. 100%. And I'm not concerned about the defense in this game and even like next game versus the Packers. Like when you're playing these bad offenses, I, I'm not concerned with Aaron Glenn in that department. I, the, the real concern for Lions fans, I think, really should be is like, when they start playing these good offenses, that's that's been the issue this year. Is like they that's when they've had a tough time. And Minnesota would be a really good test. That's probably going to be your next legitimate test, honestly. And I think that's Christmas Eve, so you have some time in between now and then to really game plan for that. But like when you play teams like the Bears' offense, and it's not discrediting them, like they're a better team, like I said, than they were last year. And right, you know, we we did a very good job with them last year. We only gave up ten points to them when we played them at Ford Field, the last home game. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, I know they didn't look good last week versus the Chargers, but they still have guys. I still think it's a very good matchup for them. Um, they added DJ Moore this offseason. He's, he's had some some good weeks. But, like, I, I don't know, man. There's not many guys, like we talked about, like, I'm, I'm really scared of. They don't have, like, too many true X factors, too many guys you really circle. Justin Fields is coming off an injury, hasn't played in a month. How is he going to look? He could be rusty. And even when he was playing before, like, you know, he, he's like, he hasn't looked like he's improved that much from last year. Um, outside of acquiring DJ Moore, like, there's just not much on this offense that really scares you. So I would say if you circle guys, and then you just think a little nice, I would circle maybe, obviously, the rushing attack, which is the quarterback and the running backs, okay? DJ Moore, and then Colt Matt is quietly having a good year. He has... um 419 yards, five touchdowns, which is second in the league, and for on 46 receptions. He has a 112.7 pass rating when targeted. Um, that's a guy you could maybe you should focus on too. That's maybe his security blanket. So I think if if you could take out DJ Moore, obviously he's the guy, he's the main X guy, but I feel like Cole Komet gives some issues. And Darnell Mooney, I mean, we kind of know what he is at this point of his career. Who's the other guy? Tyler Scott. I Tyler feel Scott, like, like I think St. he Brown. played well last week, but he's not like a guy that he's fast, but he's not, you know, I don't. It goes back to what I said earlier. The talent difference, I think, is just. Significant. Yeah, it's just it's a it's two different ball clubs, two different teams in, in two different spots right now, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the Lions are a team right now that's is trying to contend. And like, let's be honest, the Bears are in the running for a top five pick. They're, they're in the runnings for Caleb Williams, and they might get that with their pick, or they might get that with the Panthers' pick. They're in a good spot for the future. But like for right now, when you compare these two teams, they're not that close right now. They're just they're just not that close. The talent gap is is pretty significant. It's pretty big, and I, I don't know, man. I, I I expect this Lions defense to to take care of business this week. So I was looking at their O-line. You know, their O-line was kind of really bad last year. This year, they've been pretty solid in pass pro. So we'll see. Um, I know last year, we'd kind of like, we'd be so happy we're playing the Bears O-line. But part of that uh, is now Justin Fields is back, though. Justin Fields, a lot of the sacks were on him. We talked about that earlier. So I'm excited, though, man. You know, it's a division matchup. It's We're finally home. Feels like. It's been how many weeks? Two weeks since we've been home? Since the Raiders game, the Monday night game. So three weeks, 
if you include the bye or two weeks, two, two weeks, weeks yeah, 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 yeah. So finally, we have a home game. I feel like it's been forever because of the bye week, but we haven't yeah, had a man. Sunday home game in a while. I think the last Sunday home game was the the Panthers. Yeah, so it's it, exciting. Yeah, thank God it's a one o'clock game. I hate four o'clock games. Yeah, we 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 get a couple of them now, like like in a good span now. Like we're 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 kind of back to normal a little bit. Like we got. One o'clock this week, and we got Thanksgiving, which is we're used, to, we're used to that. And then you got the Saints one o'clock, Bears one o'clock again. I think the Vikings is one o'clock. Then like the Broncos, that's still game to be determined. That could be a flex game potentially down the future. Um, it's still to be determined. It could be a Saturday, Sunday, or Monday right now. It's that's in Denver, right? That game, Detroit. Oh, it's in Detroit. Okay, in Detroit. Interesting. So that's still to be determined. That could potentially be flex. I think there's. Five other options, and the Lions-Broncos game is one of those options. Broncos playing good football right now, and right now they're actually in the they're in the hunt right now for AFC playoffs, but potentially playing good football. Yeah, I'm surprised on the AFC. I thought it would be a little stronger. It's not as strong as I thought it would be. It's not as strong, but there's so many teams in the race right now. Like, it's, it's yeah. cluttered with, like, you really don't. Like, one loss, like, it's significant at this point right now for the AFC. Yeah, that Bills loss, that, that hurt them a lot. Uh, yeah, they the dropped day. the 10 seed. Yeah, um, but back into this game, man, I'm just – I think they should win. Like, I don't – you know how we kind of sounded like versus, versus the Raiders when we were pre- – if we lose this, Tyler, they, they should win this game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to sound like – the Bears are just not a good football. Like you said, they're, right now they're, they're they have a top three pick. Um, they, they're trending in the right direction. You know, the guys are developing. You see it with some of their guys are developing. Their O-line's getting a little better. The D-line with Montez Sweat. They have Jalen Johnson. They have some pieces, but they're not ready yet. Any given Sunday. You know, obviously anything. For happen. sure. Any given Sunday. But, I mean, if, if you're the Lions, though, you're home. Divisional opponent. Yeah. You know, you kind of are pissed off on defense. Campbell said last week, like, they were happy they got the one. But there were some players on defense. They, they were, like, they were pissed off. Which they should be. Yeah. Which they should be. Absolutely. So, you're playing a pissed off defense. I mean, the Bears are getting Justin Fields back. We'll see what happens. But and like I mentioned on the top, man, these division games are not only important for securing the NFC North, but the playoffs for, for seeding wise in the future. Like these are very, very important games. Absolutely. So we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, that is all we have for now. Hope you guys all enjoyed. We will be live on Sunday, normal time, like usual. We're back to that schedule. No Monday night game, no 4 o'clock game. We'll be live at 12 o'clock on Twitter and YouTube, so you guys can come join us there. Uh, we'll have the official inactives for both teams. We'll have our official keys to the game for, for both the offense and the defense, and any news that comes in within now Sunday. So we'll have all that covered on Sunday, and then we'll be live post-game on this space, so you guys can come join us there as well. But as far as right now, that's all I got for you guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Hopefully, we're celebrating a Lions victory. Um, beat the Bears. I'm out, guys. Peace. Yeah, guys. Like Tyler said, we'll see you guys uh, pregame on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, what's that thing called? Periscope or whatever it's called? Periscope's a little different. But, yeah, we're on, we're just on Twitter. Oh, it's on Twitter. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what that thing's called. But yeah, we'll be on Twitter uh, pregame. And then postgame, we'll, we'll be on Spaces. So, uh, yeah, guys, hopefully we'll, we'll get that up, and I'll see you guys later in the week. I'm out. Peace.